Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results, and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey. Hi, I'm Craig Johns, Executive Director of Triathlon ACT, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Emily Stacey, our Sport Development Manager. Episode 7. Yes! <laughs> Good to have you here, Emily. Episode 7, as sure is. Now, we've had just recently had the Foundation Coaching Course. Um, great course, lots of fun. You were mentoring at the course. I was. We had seven fantastic new coaches come that from the ACT. It was brilliant. And we had uh, two big days where they were constantly coaching, being coached, being reflected on, reflecting themselves. And uh, now there's got a couple more processes to go and they will be out there in the community coaching at our club. So congratulations to everyone that was on that course. A lot of fun and a big thanks to Emily Stacey, to Ben Gathercole and Glenn Stursteps for helping out as coach mentors and assessors. Now Tokyo Test Event was a beauty. It was hot, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty hot, but that's normal. It actually wasn't that hot for Tokyo. Okay. This time of year it could be 40 degrees. They were only racing in sort of 30 um, with a wet bulb of 32. So I was very surprised that they actually reduced the woman's run from 10K to 3K because it's not that hot. 10K to 5K. Yeah. So it's a very surprising, yes, look after health, but it's an endurance event and... If it's cold, you've got to deal with the cold. Yeah, you'd think that like with the heat, they're training for that too. If you go to Mexico, you're dealing with altitude. Mm. So, you know, you just got to back off. It's just not about going full red line the whole way. And that's the beauty and the art of endurance. So a little bit surprised there, but, you know, they've got rules in place. So they've made a rule and stuck to it. I think they would have been better to just made it a sprint distance triathlon rather than just reducing one leg of it. I think so too, yeah. Yeah, and then we had, um, and we also, you know, we, we saw the para race become a duathlon. Why did it become a duathlon? Yeah, because the collar levels were too high. Um, but surprisingly, they did race the mixed team relay the following day. So interesting to see that those levels were able to drop so quick. So it's not only Canberra that sometimes get affected by water quality. It also happens in Tokyo. So let's hope it doesn't happen this time next year in the Olympic Games. Now, do you know what? Today is Monday. We're recording this on Monday, and this is the 15th anniversary of the 2004 Athens Olympic Games. Now, we had Simon Thompson from Canberra finish 10th, but more exciting for me, two good friends and two Kiwis went 1-2 on the podium for Hamish Carter and Bevan Doherty. Big day for the Kiwis. Do you know I know that? How do you know that? Because I saw that pop up on Mel's Facebook feed today. Ah, Mel's still stalking us from over there in New Zealand. And she's got a full-time job at Triathlon New Zealand too. She did does. You know I, that? I did see that too. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, Mel. Yes. Congratulations, Mel. And she's over in Lausanne with a number of our athletes at the IT World Triathlon Champs Lausanne. Cracking place. That was, do you know what? A great bit of trivia here. That was my first ever World Champs in 1998. Gosh, you're old. I know. And that was one hell of a great course. Challenging, big cobblestones. I'm not sure if they use the same course, but for the elite juniors or juniors back then, we used to race standard. The last 400 meters to the top of each lap was 20% 
on these big cobblestones that were bigger than my hand. Oh, wow. And then you do a 180 degree, you go through the plaza, through the promenade, this big open space, and you bounce all over the place as you go flying through. And you come to these really narrow little roads in between um, all these buildings. And they're kind of like one car width. And you and you're doing 90 degree turns, and you're bouncing on cobblestones, you got hay bales protecting windows and walls, and and uh, yeah, just a blast. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Absolute blast. Now, newsletter went out last week, so make sure if you haven't seen the newsletter, check your emails or check on the Facebook and check out the, the latest newsletter. And series passes are live and active, and yes. they are, there are four of them at present and three of them will expire. So you've only got th another two weeks to get in those series passes, save up to 33%. It's an absolute steal. It is, yeah. No, you should jump on that one, yeah. So check out those online. They're the Tri-Stars, or oh, sorry, the Tri-Kids, the um, Triathlon Series Pass, which is six races, and the Triathlon Series Six Pass for youth, junior, under 23 athletes and elite. Mm -hmm. closes on the 8th of September. The novice one, which is only five races, doesn't start till the Jackie Fairweather, and that closes a week out from the Jackie Fairweather Memorial Trial, uh, Triathlon. Yes. Shall we get kicking into it? I think so, yeah. Let's do it. Now, we've got a, a little bit of a condensed show today. Uh, we've got Penny Slater as our guest interview, so check that out later in the show, but here we go. On your marks. Results for our Canberra athletes from wherever they might be racing. Miriam Attard and Danny Piper raced over the weekend in Vichy, the 70.3. Miriam came 32nd in the 35 to 39 age group and Danny came 9th in the 25 to 29 age group. Awesome results, both of you. Emily Tapp for, was in Tokyo for the test event and she came 2nd. Clint Picken also in Tokyo for the test event, came sixth. Penny Slater in the Xterra, Germany, came sixth. And a little bit further abroad, we go Jake Birtwistle came 11th, Ryan Fisher 18th, Luke Willian 21st, Matt Hauser 30th, and Aaron Royal 38th. So that was the automatic Olympic qualifier in Tokyo that yes. actually become a non-automatic qualifier. Ah, actually, no, sorry, that was an automatic the men's qualifier. Was? They needed to get top three, so no one got the automatic selection. Ah. But in the women's, it was a non-automatic selection race now because the run was shorted from 10K to 5K. Yep, so the race results for the women's event, Emma Jackson came 15th, Ashley Gentle came 24th, Natalie Van Corveden came 28th, Jazz Hegland came 36th, Emma Jeffcoat, 44th. And in the mixed team relay, they came fifth. So that's pretty good. Pretty decent effort all around there. Um, the Australian cross-country champs, Bonnie Young, came fifth in the, yeah. That's the impressive. 10 years. Um, Chloe Badup came 24th in the under 18. Jordan Rauter, Rauter, sorry, Jordan, came 31st in the under 18. Sean Harris, 63rd, the under 18. Matt Tayo, 107th in the under 18s. And Aaron Passuria, 47th in the under-20s. So Not bad. Well represented, ACT. Good job. Proves the triathletes can run pretty well as also. Yeah, they can. Good training for pre-season. Coach's Corner. I'm here with Gary Rolfe from Bilby's Triathlon Club and Transcend Multisport. And today we're talking about don't go too long too soon. 
Yeah, so from my experience, there's a lot of athletes who, when they start out in triathlon, they have this vision and they want to do Ironman or they want to do long course, but they don't go in, they don't sort of get the basics of the sport first. So they waste it, they don't bother doing sprint distance races or they'll do a sprint distance race and they'll struggle to finish it. Then they'll do an Olympic, then they'll struggle to finish that and they'll just keep getting longer. And then when they do get to doing Ironman, they really do struggle and it's not a pleasurable experience. It's all about pacing, all right? So you've got to learn to pace yourself at the shorter distances first and get used to your body transitioning from swimming to bike to run in a race setting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also like it's it's about getting that sort of training base behind you, that athlete history behind you. If you're not from an endurance background and you're um, starting out you don't really want to go from nothing to 20 or 40k um, running events or like the whole Ironman thing because you're just not going to be able to do it you're going to really struggle you're not going to be walking or you're going to get injured in the preparation Um, and it's yeah it doesn't doesn't make for much fun and they don't end up staying in the sport so. so remember to keep it short when you first start out Memberships are coming in thick and fast. So it's really, really important to know that the Virgin Australia deal, cracking deal, finishes in a couple of days' time. And remember, it was the first 100 people. So don't forget to take advantage of the promotion that we have at Triathlon Australia and ACT running with Virgin Australia, where if you're one of the first 100 Triathlon Australia members to book a flight using the booking portal to a TA-sanctioned event, you can have your velocity status upgraded to gold for a three-month period. If you then meet the required status credits during the three-month pilot period, you retain the gold status for another 12 months. Sounds pretty impressive to me. Or go back to silver status either way. It's worth making sure your membership is up to date, choosing your events for the season ahead, and booking some flights on the Virgin Australia Triathlon Australia portal so see the Triathlon Australia website, hover over membership link and select benefits of annual membership. The starting line. Over the weekend, I went for a run and it was glorious, but I got sunburnt. Don't do that. No, no, it's, it's not bad good. Bad for your complexion and your health. I have farmer's arms already. So it's just a good reminder to everyone out there who, when you're training now, especially in between the hours of 11 o'clock and 3, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Um, it's probably a good idea. Hat, sun cream, lightweight long sleeves, anything to keep the sun off you. Now, I heard a rumor that Merv Hughes used to wear zinc when he played cricket to keep the magpies away. Is that correct? Possibly. There is like a whole smorgasbord of things that people do to keep the magpies away. I reckon. I want to see photos of the best zinc designed face of a triathlete in Canberra this summer. And um, so start putting your photos up. We want to check them out. Yeah, good idea. Whistleblower. No, our technical officials don't really want to blow their whistle. They just love to ensure that you have a fair, safe and enjoyable event. Today's rule is rule 3.7 illegal pass. A competitor passing on the inside, that's the left hand side in Australia, of another competitor will receive a blue card time penalty for an illegal pass. Now, for those competitors that are currently overseas at the ITU World Triathlon Champs in Lausanne, 
an illegal pass for them would be on the right hand side because they drive on the right hand side of the road in Switzerland. So it's all to do with which side of the road you drive on and then remembering that you should always stay, say in Australia, to the left hand side of your lane and then people can easily pass on the right hand side. If we allowed people to go both sides, it'd be chaos and we'd probably end up with a few accidents. So remember, stick to the left side, unless you're passing, then you can go to the right side and that's only for a non-drafting race. If you're drafting, you can do what you like because you're allowed to draft. Cool. Club spot. This time we are talking with T3C and we have Megan Hall. Thanks, Greg. So um, let me tell you a little bit about T3C. We're a Canberra-based performance squad and I'm going to define performance squad as being individual athletes progressing along an improvement continuum to reach the goal that they would like to achieve in our sport. And this may be to represent um, triathlon at elite level, para-elite, age group, or even just being in the junior pathway, or actually just being fit. This program is supported by sports science and very experienced coaching. T3C is a squad that provides triathletes an environment in which each individual athlete has an opportunity to reach their ability and potential. And we do this with positive reinforcement um, and feedback to ensure our success. Uh, we are a very small squad and this allows us to be very focused on individualized planning and training, um, which has shown in our results to date. Um, T3C is a team that works with principals, um, but is driven by values that each athlete has brought to our team. We are unique in that we are supported by outside services and that they bring an enormous amount of valuable knowledge to keeping our athletes on the journey of improvement. It's great. So, and you've also got a really good, you know, when you look at the athletes, they connect with each other really, really well. So yes, it's an individual sport. They've got their own goals, but the importance of having that social and community aspect of the club is still really important, isn't it? It is. And I think that's where we've brought in our principles, um, largely driven by myself, um, how I would like to see the team, um, their behaviors. But then we also turned it around and we brought all their values that they saw were really important for a team environment. So it brought the individuality to a great team environment. And just recently we had um, the whole team doing some kids, some of the younger kids maths homework together. So, awesome. <laughs> so not only triathlon, but supportive and education as well, which is awesome. Better people make better athletes. Absolutely. How Stuff Works, the Triathlon ACT Series Pass they are out now and live, so you can purchase them. There are four different types that you can get. The Triathlon ACT Series Pass 6 Race Pass, which includes the ACT Duathlon Champs, the Jackie Fairweather Memorial Triathlon, Sports Care and Physio Capital Trilogy Triathlon, and also the Aquathon, so 1, 2, and the Aqua Champs. That's pretty good. And now, what sort of prices are we looking at there, Emily? For that one is $245. $245, absolute bargain. And then we've got three others. What are the other three? The other three, there's another six race pass, but that is for junior, elite, under 23. And youth. And youth, yes. So same races. Different pricing though. Different pricing, yeah, slightly different, different pricing. pricing. And then we've got one for the kids this year. We do, we have a Tri Kids Pass. So you would get a Tri Kids race at the Duathlon 
also the Jackie Fairweather race and the three aquathons, and that's fifty dollars. Wow! So yeah, long wow. yeah, long or short, it Cheap. doesn't matter. That's Cheap. that's amazing, amazing, amazing deal. And then we've got one for the novices, and that doesn't start till the Jackie Fairweather that's Memorial. That's the, the Jackie Fairweather Memorial Triathlon is their first race, so it's five races. Jackie Fairweather. Sports Care and Physio Capital Trilogy Triathlon and the three aqua races as well. Excellent. So get in quick. Make sure you register for those. The six pass and the six pass for youth, junior, under 23 and elite, as well as the Tri Kids closes on September the 8th Mm -hmm. at 11.59 p.m. So make sure you get in before that time. They won't be available after the 8th of September. All right, it's race season and what's happening in Canberra. So this coming Wednesday, the Young Women's Leadership Program have a seminar, their first seminar, and it's with the amazing Ellen Derrick from Deloitte. And she's going to be talking around story, the power of storytelling and influence. So that's only for those people that are on the Young Women's Leadership Program. Next weekend, we have... The IT World Champs in Lausanne. We do, yeah. How exciting. And we have a huge group of athletes that are going. Impressive group. So um, make sure we check them out on Triathlon Live. Um, triathlon.live is the ITU website. Check out or the Facebook page for um, ITU World Championships. And you can check out how all those competitors go. Then we're back in September with? The Development Coach Course, round two. Round two. And then straight on the following weekend? ACT Duathlon Champs. Now that's a World Championships qualifier. It is. It is a non-drafting event. Yes. Entries are open. Make sure you register early to get in for the best deals because with about 10 days to go, the price goes up. So make sure you get in before then. Then we've got the Triathlon ACT AGM. Yes, on the 18th of September at the Southern Cross Club Woden. Canberra Southern Cross Club and Woden. Now, if you want to give back to the sport, it's your opportunity to put your hand up. We have a we have seven positions on the board and all seven positions are currently available. And so we have a number of our current board members would like to rest, put their name forward to restand. Um, so you need to come along, vote for the people to be on the board. I think you've really got to sell that, Craig. There's seven positions up for grabs. There is. Yeah. Is and I can't take one. No, I'm not allowed. No, I don't think you are. No, either. I don't think I am. Either. No, so that that means there are 948 other triathlon ACT members that could put their hand up. Yep, it's a lot of people. A lot of people there. And then we're into November. Oh, I can't believe we're into November already. Is that the Sri Shimnoi Triple Try? Yes, what a cracking event! You get to see the whole of Canberra. So if you want to take a big picnic, and jump on your bike, swim, run the whole length of Canberra and back to the center again. It's a great way to do it. Get into teams of three, six, or nine. You can also do it individually. Mm-hmm. Those are really keen ones, normally around 20, 25 people do it individually. It's a big day out, but you know what? The food at the end is amazing. It is. So it's it is worth always it. always so good. Always great. And then Jackie Fair with the Memorial Try, 30th of November, 2019. It's a World Championship qualifier for the sprint distance. There is draft legal. That's the World Champs qualifier. There is a sprint non-draft. There is a super sprint race. And there's also a kids race. Make sure you put that date in your calendars. Sign on up for that race. The entries will go live next week. So get ready to check that out on the website. Um, It's going to be a big one. 
This week's guest on the Triathlon ACT podcast, we're very, very lucky and fortunate to have Penny Slater back in Canberra for a few weeks as she trips around the world racing triathlon. And Penny's currently a member of Bilby's and she also races for B&J Racing, so that's um, Ben and Jackie, and they are based over in Wollongong and she's been traveling with them through Asia and Europe recently. Penny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So you've just come back from a trip in Thailand and then over to Europe racing Xterra. But before we dive into that, how did you first get a start in triathlon? Um, so I actually played hockey initially and uh, one of my one of my friends was uh, started the Bilby's Novice program. She did it one year and then managed to convince me to do it the year after. And um, I'd always sort of been interested in running and I'd done a little bit of swimming at school and um, yeah, I did the novice program and loved it and haven't looked back since. Fantastic. So as a triathlete now, you, it's, it's pretty much, you know, semi-pro or you're kind of still university, yeah. you're still being an elite athlete, still doing um, work as well. How do you fit all that in? Um, it's a pretty big balancing act for sure. Uh, I mean, at the moment, it's not viable for me to be a full-time professional athlete as it's very hard with sponsorship in Australia. Like many professional athletes in Australia, um, face the challenges of trying to finance their travels and everything. Um, and also I'm at university studying secondary education, which I obviously you always got to have something after sports. So I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, it just takes a lot of planning and I plan my year out in advance so I know what I'm doing. And um, I always try and save up lots of money over Christmas, which is the period of time I work. So then I can focus more on uh, training and traveling throughout the year. So how did you get your your dirt fix, right? So not only did you start out in novice triathlon, but here you are, you've ended up in off-road triathlon. Yeah, it was super strange actually. I um only mountain bike started mountain biking because someone said oh it's a really good thing for to do for your recovery rides and one of my friends took me out for a for a ride on this really old mountain bike that weighed about 25 kilos i reckon and yeah and i did it and i loved it and then i picked up a secondhand mountain bike and then i didn't actually know um cross triathlon even existed at this point and then um, I saw there was one on in Jindabyne and I did that and I did the uh, off-road duathlon in, on Black Mountain and yeah, I loved it. So I haven't really looked back since. So you were hooked? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what's your most epic training session that you've ever done? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I think probably the hardest session I usually do is a three-hour ride, but uh, during the three-hour ride we do uh four by ten minutes max effort usually climbing um and then off the bike you do a build run descending to like race pace so like 345 330 pace um generally on undulating terrain to try and sort of uh simulate the x terror yeah so would that be on a mountain bike or are you doing this on a road um it really depends generally uh, I do it on the road or I do ride my mountain bike on the road um, just because it's easier to keep track of power and everything. And then for the run, I would usually probably do that on trail. Yeah. Has there ever been one of those sessions where you're, you're out there, it's hot, it's, you're, you're tired and you just like want to give up? 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, when I was training in Thailand, I had a fair few of them because it's so hot, 35 degrees, 90% humidity. We've been training, you know, 30 hours a week. And um, yeah, I mean, I always just tell myself, just get through the next 10 seconds. And then you just keep telling yourself that over and over again. And then by the time you get there, it's done. And you always feel better afterwards finishing the session. I hate finishing, not being able to finish the session. I, um, so yeah, it's one of my big things. I always try and finish it. So do you find in Thailand, the special drink that you can get on the side of the road? And I'm not talking Red Bull. <laughs> Did you find the coconuts? Did you ever try coconuts as a recovery drink while you're out riding? Yeah, I love the coconuts. Like there's heaps of stalls along the road where you can get fresh pineapple or fresh pineapple drinks as well as coconuts. And they also have a bazillion 7-Eleven. So <laughs> you just go, all right, finish the intervals and we can go to the closest shop and get a really cold drink. And yeah, it's just so good. You know, now you've... You've been to a couple of world championships, done pretty well, I must admit. <laughs> Come away with a couple of gold medals in the under 23 mm. category. You know, what was that like to stand on the podium for the first ever time? Yeah, I mean, it was so crazy because I hadn't really been doing triathlon that long when I did my first world championships and going into it, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, so I kind of just flew under the radar and then, yeah, when I, ended up winning under 23 and managed to place like have a good placing overall in the elites was really cool and I mean you can't really describe the feeling standing on the podium and they uh, put the national anthem on for you and especially in a country where it's you know there's not many Aussies or whatever um, or there's not many Aussies racing it was pretty pretty special for sure. And you backed it up the following year with another world championship win and was it tougher the second time round? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I felt the pressure the second time round. Um, but then in the same token, I also knew I was more experienced and that I could probably have a good race provided everything went well. So, um, yeah, and I mean, I, that was probably one of my best races I've had is the one where I managed to back it up. But I definitely felt the pressure a bit more um, trying to back up the win. Now, I'm going to ask you a very difficult question here because... You don't have the Olympics for off-road triathlon, but you have the ITU World Cross Triathlon Champs and you have the Xterra Worlds mm. in Maui. Yeah. What means more to people in off-road triathlon world? Well, no disrespect to ITU, but unfortunately the, the pinnacle for off-road triathlon is the Xterra World Championships in Maui at the end of the year. Um, that's really where everyone goes. It's the course is super tough and I think it really distinguishes the better athletes. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's definitely the pinnacle. The, there's the most prize, my biggest prize pool of the year there um, and that's what everyone trains for. And what makes Xterra World Champs so difficult, right? What, what is it about that island of Maui and <laughs> where you race that makes it so challenging? Um, I just think the conditions can be so variable like the the bay we swim in one day it can be flat as a tack and the next day there's 18 foot swell like last year we Maui had 18 foot swell um and then also the conditions of the trails if it's been raining they can be really slippery and quite tough to ride um but then in the same token if it's dry they're super fast and super quick but also there's a lot of climbing on the course. So there's over, oh, at least over a thousand meters of elevation just in the mountain bike alone. And then the run course is also, there's 
almost 400 meters of elevation running. So it's a big day out and obviously everyone goes there guns blazing. So anything can happen. And I think at the elite level, you know, there's 10, 20 girls who could be up there in contention if they're in good form. Now you always see sort of images of at least half of the elite field and age groupers out there pumping up their tires again because yeah. they've got a flat tire, right? There's some pretty sharp volcanic rock there as well. Yeah, for sure. Like some of the descents, there's some um, rocks that sneak up on you. And if you're not careful, you um, you will get a flat tire. But I think that's one of the things that you got to be prepared for. And also that's why you pre-ride a course so you know where everything is. And um, yeah, sometimes you get a flat tire, but I also think it comes a lot down um, down to how you ride the course and um, navigate all those tricky sections. Now, off-road triathlon in the global sense is relatively new. Yeah. Um, we had the Sri Shimnoi triple triathlon went off-road back in 1995, yeah. I think it was. So in Canberra here, we've known about it for a very, very long time. Is the depth of field getting stronger each year? Like, so you, you've now just been up in Europe. You talk about some very hard racing up there. Mm. What's it like as the depth of competition gets stronger? Yeah, well, I mean, even from my very first year of racing, I've been racing as a pro for Xterra for three years now. Um, racing in Europe this year comparative to last year was hard, like you can hardly compare. The fields this year were phenomenal. I mean, um, I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, my coach Jackie is in the best shape of her life. And um, we raced, had pretty, had perfect, almost perfect races at European champs and that was only good enough to get us fourth and sixth. So, I mean, the girls are training as hard as ever and they're all mainly full-time athletes, which also is a big thing. Um, and also just the amount of mountains they have over there to train on and the squads that they train with, it means the level's getting better and better, which is only good for the sport. Um, because they're getting a lot more coverage over there. And even just the events themselves this year when I raced over there were way bigger. Same within Asia though, racing this year, the fields were way better. People were more willing to travel um, if, because the quality of the races are getting better and better. Now in, in normal triathlon, everyone's trying to get as aero as possible. <laughs> they're trying to produce the most consistent power output they can yeah. and just keep that consistent energy now off-road triathlon is so different to that mm. what is kind of the secret the secrets to being able to ride really well and run off the bike when you're mountain biking yeah I mean it's a super uh, hard thing to do it's something that I haven't still haven't mastered but I'm getting there slowly um, one of the biggest things I think is you have to ride always sort of within yourself so um and there's all if someone goes past you it's not always the best idea to jump on their wheel because things happen so quickly in the race you can climb slightly slower than someone else and all it takes is them to slip out on a descent and you've caught back up to them um and i think just practicing the simulation of riding hard and then running hard off the bike um, the thing with the trail running too is that a lot of it's uphill. So you just have to be, it's more thinking, all right, you've just got to keep running. You've just got to keep running and then taking your rest on the downhill when you can both on the mountain bike and, um, trail running. Now we won't tell your coaches the answer to this one, but are you one to utilize the downhill to recover or to smash it and just go 
fast as you can and take as many risks as possible? Yeah, for me, um, unfortunately, I'm not the best climber. So I have to sort of climb within my within myself and, um, you know, uh, cut my losses there and I go really hard on the downhills and really hard on the flat sections because that's where I can have the most power output and put the most damage um, so I'm known for sort of riding trying to ride the climb steady pushing over the top and then usually I go pretty wild on the downhills within reason obviously because you don't want to crash out but um, yeah I've worked a lot on trying to be smooth and uh, yeah and pushing really hard on the flat sections. Now you've just picked up a, a new sponsor, a new bike. Tell us about that. Yeah, so while I was in um, Thailand, I did a race over there and I sort of ended up talking to a local brand there called Optima Bikes and they'd just released a new mountain bike and they hadn't really heard of off-road triathlon and they were looking for some females to test the bike. And so I literally, the day before I flew out for Europe, I uh, got a mountain bike and a road bike off them and they built them for me and did a bike fit and everything, which was really cool. Um, so I raced the mountain bike over in Europe and it was really good because it's a 29er. So uh, it means that obviously you have more travel and yeah, I'm really excited to be working with them. It's like going from a pony to a horse, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> now, if you were to write a book, what would be on the cover of it? As in a photo? Yeah, or design. Oh, that's a hard one. I think for a photo, I'd love one of me doing like a sick jump on a mountain bike or something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never even thought about it. <laughs> okay, well, I'll see you that next time we talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? What do you know? For you, obviously, you're you've got both work. You got university. You've got training and racing commitments. What is a typical training week where you have um, where you've got no other commitments on? So, what would be your ideal training week? Well, ideal training week would be being able to swim every morning, um, and then I'd usually probably like. To to ride between 10 to 15 hours during the week. So have probably two to three long rides and then just some, usually my recovery sessions are mountain bike session. Um, just yeah. on that though, like a mountain bike session is a recovery session. <laughs> it, isn't it hard when you just, it, it's so much fun out there, right? It's, it's an adventure playground out there. It, it must be pretty challenging just to ease off a little bit because you just go, ah, you know what? This is, I've got jumps, I've got booms, yeah. I've got stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I've learned the hard way with that. I Last year, I was on a recovery ride and I um, it was only five weeks out from World Championships and I went off a drop I probably shouldn't have gone off and I was too tired, so I crashed and I sliced my forearm open and ended up having to get stitches and infections and all this stuff. So... Now on my recovery rides, I actually make sure they're recovery ones and don't pick the hard trails. <laughs> I just try and cruise around and um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to fit everything in, especially mountain biking, because um, that's almost like another discipline in itself on top of the other three. So, but yeah, it's good. Now, if you were to choose someone to train with, anyone around the world, who would you love to be a training partner with? Or, be, or someone to be your training partner? I'm not sure. 
I look to, if I'm being completely honest, I think I have the perfect training partner in my coach, Jackie. We are super similar. Like we, um, she's a bit better than me swimming. So she pushes me on the swim. And then in certain aspects of the bike, she's a better climber. So she pushes me on the climb and I push her on the flats. And then we're like pretty much exactly the same running. So, I mean, right now for me, having her is perfect training partner. But I think if it was like I could pick anyone, it'd probably be one of the European girls who I've raced against. Her name's Ladina Bus. She's from Switzerland and she's a boss mountain biker. Like she's insanely good on the climbs and has really good technical skills. So she'd be super good to learn off. And uh, in ITU racing, Flora Duffy just smashes it. How long do you reckon you could hang on to her wheel? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'd like to think I could hold on for at least five minutes, but who knows? She blows those girls off the back of her all the time. So, um, yeah, no, but it would be pretty cool to try that one day. So Canberra is what I classify as the endurance capital of the world. So where's your favourite place in Canberra to train? Well, obviously Stromlo because it has the best trails. But um, I think my favourite place to run is probably literally just at Bruce Ridge, which is right out my door. There's like so many, it's such a good loop there and it's relatively flat. So if you don't want to run up too many hills, it's okay, but you can pick to go up the hills. I mean, really Canberra just has a so many options and I can you can ride to three different um, mountain bike trails from my house and also just road cycling too we've got so many options and yeah I'm so good to train (laughs) now you're obviously very close with your coach Jackie Mm. who is someone in sport or life that you really look up to or has made a big difference to to the way you've approached life Mm, that's also a tough one um I think for me it's not necessarily one person but one I draw inspiration a lot from um watching a lot of the Paralympic stuff um in recent years I've started following a lot more Paralympic athletes and I always think like they're incredible you know we could not do half the stuff they could do with just the use of either you know missing one limb or only using their arms or something like that um so yeah i don't think it's necessarily an individual person but yeah i definitely watching that kind of stuff is um really really sort sort of inspires me and every time i'm hurting in a race now i think you haven't even got it bad like there's people out there who are doing incredible things so yeah we don't have an excuse, do we? No, definitely not. <laughs> we don't have an excuse. Now, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, Penny. From On behalf of everyone at Triathlon ACT and the whole Canberra community, we're very proud of seeing what you're doing in the world of off-road triathlon. And <laughs> we wish you a very successful journey in the lead up to Xterra Maui. Um, have a great time in China in a couple of weeks. And um, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So Emily, great interview with Penny Slater. She's just been overseas racing all around Europe. She was also in Thailand as well. Incredible athlete who's 
learning every single time. She had some great lessons there in Xterra Germany where it was a really, really difficult course. And the, the competitors, the depth of competitors is getting stronger and stronger every single time. So she's back in Canberra a couple of weeks and then she heads away to Thailand again and then up to Xterra China. So it's gonna be oh, great to see how she finishes off the season before she heads over to Xterra World Champs in Maui in October. Busy, busy. Very busy girl. Now, ACT Duathlon Champs, we're looking for volunteers. We are. We are. So the volunteer link is now live on the um, is now live on the website. So yes. we'll make sure that link's up there for you. Um, we'll also put a note out on social media um, without volunteers, we cannot hold the races. It's the volunteers is a is a great part of the triathlon event. You get to give back. You get to see the athletes, all of the athletes race, and it's just a great way to get away from your cell phone for a couple of hours and get out there. Digital detox time as a volunteer for a triathlon uh, event this summer. Now we've got ACT triathlon champs. We need around fifty volunteers. You get a dr free drink. You get some food. And you get to work with a fantastic team. Yeah, they're usually a really happy people, happy to be there and very enthusiastic. Sometimes Emily even makes cakes. I do. Just not in our office. Well, I'm not allowed anymore. No, I banned them. It was, my waistline was not looking so good. Serious Passes, remember to sign up for Serious Passes. They close on the 8th of September. Coming up pretty mm -hmm. fast. Check it, it out. Up to a lot of money off more than $100 off for some of those categories. So make sure you check it out. Now, IT World Champs in Lausanne is gonna be an absolute belter. Looking forward to it. We've got lots of athletes racing from Canberra. We've got some exciting elite athletes racing from Australia. Can mm -hmm. they redeem themselves from a not so good performance in Tokyo? And we've got our para triathletes who are just gonna be kicking butt. They are, they're doing such a good job. Who's your money on in the men's and women's races to win? the elite race the elite race i would love to see jake burt whistle just have a blinder mm. i used to run with jake you used to run with jake yes he when must he be was good. a junior in launceston yeah it's going to be interesting to see how they go it's quite a different conditions to what they had in tokyo and i think you know you're going to see some of these athletes really shine flora duffy is pretty exciting she come back she after good. a year off and managed to get third and could see the finish line when the first and second People crossed the line in Tokyo and got disqualified, <laughs> holding hands. Not a good idea to hold hands when you cross the finish line team. Um, I think she's going to be exciting. I think we might see Ashley Gentle up a bit closer because there's a high likelihood that it could be a wetsuit swim. It is a cooler lake. Last time when I was there 20 years ago, we were wearing wetsuits. So I'm picking it could be wetsuits. Um, and so that will bring the field a bit closer together and will help you know some of those weaker swimmers like Ashley and Jake come to the to the fore and you know with the technical course who knows what's going to happen mm. maybe Matt Hauser may shine too I think it's going to suit him bit of a strength athlete and you know he'd be disappointed with his race in Tokyo so we could see him really fire as well we cannot forget in the men's race the Spanish the Brits you know they're going to be up there the French are very good the South Africans are great um, and the Kiwis you know, Hayden Wild. Yeah, is there anyone coming up? The Falcon. He's he has the best interviews in triathlon. Nails it every time. If you want to see a great interview, check out Hayden Wild from the last couple of World Triathlon Series races. Brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant. None of this cliche, same old ramble that everyone else says, yes, it was a great race, thanks to my competitors and my sponsors, and yeah, I did okay, but I'd like to push a bit harder. Hayden Wilde takes you into the race. He deep dives into the race and tells you exactly how it was, what's going on, who's saying what. You feel like you're in it. Yeah. It's incredible. We need more of those. We need that drama. We need people with personality. So come on, if any of the elite athletes are out there, show us your personality. Uh, in the women's race, in, you know, I think we're going to see, obviously, the, the Brits, mm-hmm. the Americans have been very dominant. Um, so hopefully the Australians can get up there and, and strut their stuff because they are good. There's some good athletes there. Ashley Gentle deserves a world championship win. And that's it for episode seven of the Triathlon ACT podcast. I hope you're out there enjoying either ironing the clothes, peeling the potatoes, folding the washing, folding the washing, doing the dishes. You might be going for a run. Yeah. Could be driving to work. Yeah. We'd like to actually hear. Why don't you tell us how do you listen to the Triathlon ACT podcast? So next time it's posted on social media, just send a comment back. I listen to the Triathlon ACT podcast when I am dot 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 and you complete that sentence for us that's it emily for another show see you next time Craig. see you then be a part of the triathlon act community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au if you enjoyed this episode of the triathlon act podcast we encourage you to share it on facebook instagram and linkedin and leave a review on your favorite podcast app We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at act.triathlon.org.au with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.